The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for seasonal list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host. Today, I am flying solo. Uh, I've had a crazy busy week. My sister's getting married on Saturday, and uh, I don't want to hunt anybody down. I just uh, had too much going on. didn't want to chase people down. It gets tough sometimes. It gets tough to, to you know, kind of get people in here some, somehow, some way. So I was like, you know what, I'll just screw it. I'll just do a solo episode, and, uh, and yeah, we'll be good. It'll definitely be a lot less depressing as uh, my season two ender. I can assure you of that. I'm in a much better place mentally, spiritually, and uh, I'm just excited to be alive. That's that's pretty much where I'm at with life right now. I wanted to, you know, with my sister getting married, you know, she's two years younger than me and stuff. It really puts things into perspective how quick life goes by, right? Uh, you know, life flies. I'm, I turned 30 years old this year. And, uh, you know, thinking back, I'm like, man, what have I really done with my life? You know, what have I really done? Have I done the things that I've wanted to do? with my life to this point. And in in some instances I could definitely say yes. I've been I mean, you know, I'm married. Uh you know, I have a I have a decent job. I have, you know, a wonderful family. You know, parents, sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, grandparents, all that stuff. Uh I have wonderful friends who I've met through podcasting and and beyond and you know, there's a lot of things that I'm very grateful for, but there's also a lot of things that um looking back on, I'm like, man, I got to do, you know, these next remaining years of my life, I have to, you know, have to accomplish some big life goals that I've always wanted to do. So today is my uh, my personal top 20 bucket list items. Now, we've done a bucket list before. It was a bucket list travel, uh, you know, thing. So this is a little bit more just, just generalized bucket list, things I want to do or accomplish before, uh, before I go six feet under. So... Um, so the theme is a little bit morbid, but uh, these are some experiences that I want to have, and I hope you can sit with me, listen, and think uh, along about maybe your you know top ten or twenty, what your bucket list is. I think everybody should have one, uh, you know, or else you're just kind of you're just kind of going through the motions, just kind of going through the motions of life. So, my number twenty is a one is one that a lot of people I think share. It's it's so easy. I shouldn't shouldn't even put it in the list. And uh, my number twenty is just to be debt free. All right. Be debt free. I work to stay alive, basically. And I would love, love, love to be debt free. I know that's a very difficult task. And a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of they, they don't make it to the end and they're still struggling. I would just love to be debt free. I'd love to uh, catch up on everything and just just ease, just have an easy, a slightly easier life. You know, never worry about money. And it's so hard. It is a one of the biggest challenges that we, you know, everybody faces. Whether you're young, whether you're old, you get just thrown out into the world, and boom, you're in debt. College, you know, student loans. Boom, you're in debt. You fell behind on some bills. 
boom, you're in debt. Uh, oh, what's that? Your credit card is uh, <laughs> your credit card is maxed out. Boom, you need a vehicle. Boom, that's all debt, and it all you know it all piles up, unfortunately and sadly. So uh, that's my easiest number twenty thing is that I want to you know I want no nothing left behind. I, I guess I want to you know it'd be nice if I can you know earn money and and actually hold on to it for a little bit amount of time. That'd be cool. Hey, who doesn't want that? <laughs> who doesn't want that? So had to get that one out of the way. I think it's on everybody's list, at least at one point. Um, number 19. All right, for those who don't know, I think my first episode, I, I mentioned how much I love waterfall. Actually, I've done it several times throughout the three seasons that we've been doing this show. Um, I've always, like, you see them in movies, you see them in TV shows, YouTube videos, these beautiful like swimming holes with waterfalls. I've always just wanted to go swimming in one. Just spend a day and go swimming in in a waterfall, like a, in a, in, a, in a swimming hole with with a waterfall attached to it. It's it's so bare, like it's so minimal. But like we don't have that around. I don't think we really have that around here in Western New York. We can just kind of go in and pop in and and boom. Oh, I'm gonna swim over and just just hang out underneath the waterfall. Like how cool is that? I love that. I love water. I love bodies of water. I love nature. And I, again, waterfalls are my favorite. Th- one of my favorite natural things in this world. I would just love to go hop in a swimming hole, you know, with whoever, whether it be you know on my own or just with a group of people, and just um, just chill out and enjoy it, and uh, just be at peace. You know, I listen to you know I try to relax. I, I use a lot of audio stuff to try and relax. Natural sounds, right? Thunderstorms, lightning, waterfalls. And I feel like I'd be living in like I'd be living the audio that I listen to to kind of mellow myself out. So that has to be my number nineteen, easy peasy number nineteen. Um, always, always, always want to do that. Like I said, big water, big waterfall person. Number eighteen, number eighteen. Uh, I always want to ride a jet ski. Again, water guy. Uh, I love going fast. I love ATVs. I don't have an uh, ATV four-wheel. I don't own one, but I've ridden them before, and they're so much fun. But the jet ski is basically the equivalent of that on open water. You go on lakes, you know, rivers, uh, you know, whatever it may be, and just go ride a jet ski. You know, I get very jealous, and I I know people work hard to earn the things they do, but when I, you know, I drive by, there's the Niagara River, Right, not too far away from where I, where I am. I live in Western New York. For those who don't know, and uh, you know, I drive by. It's on. It's kind of by our studio, right here in North Tonawanda, and I get to see you know people. They pop in. They're 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 awesome boats. They're jet skis. They're riding. They're having a good time. They're out in the open water, and it's just beautiful like scenery. It's it's just like this aura that I just want to be a part of. So to ride a jet ski, I don't even have to own one. But if I could ever just drive one, I would be happy with that. I'd be stoked. I'd be elated uh, to just sit on a jet ski and just go riding. So that is my number 18 bucket list thing. And, uh, hey, if you listen to the show and you want to help help a brother out, we can go uh, we can go ride a jet ski. Let me ride your jet ski. I would uh, I'd be for it. I'd be here for it. I'd love you forever. <laughs> now I already do anyways because you listen. You take the time to listen to the show, but I, yeah, you get the point. Number seventeen, number seventeen. Uh, this would involve a lot of travel, no doubt about it. Um, I'm actually not a fan of this sport, even 
but you know, there's certain things in life you just have to go try once. You got to go see it because the the energy, the, the the just for the experience. I'm not even a soccer slash football, not American style football, but um, you know, just I already said it, soccer fan. Not even the slightest bit. But I've always like I love watching on TV, watching YouTube clips of how passionate these fan bases are and how much pride comes with winning a soccer game. But I don't want to just go to any soccer game. It has to be a European soccer game. All right, I want to go see one of the big the big clubs. Uh, I want to go see one of the big clubs play and and go do that. And you know, I the, the, again, not even a fan, but I feel like I get just just to be sitting there when you know the crowds erupting in cheers or or whatever it may be. Uh, it's such a cool. I believe in energy, and it's just one of those very very cool things that I, I've just I've always wanted to go and do and see. And maybe someday I'll get to go see Europe. I've never been to Europe. I hope I get to. I really, truly do. But, um, yeah, European soccer game, that is my number 17. Uh, Number 16. Number 16. I'm a big movie buff, and I've seen a lot of action movies that take place. And, uh, you know, in the past, pre-vehicles, pre-technology, electricity, all that stuff. Um. I've always wanted to ride a horse. And, not, you know, I've ridden a horse before as a kid. You get, you get pulled by the horse taker person. Um, but I want to, like, go ride a horse, like, in some open land area. Uh, you, know, I, you know, Lord of the Rings, I just, you know, in so many other movies are riding horses, and it's the coolest thing. It's so They make it look so majestic and fun. And there's a certain level of, like, there's, a, like, a level of trust and respect between both the uh you know the rider and the horse and it's one of those things that i would just love to be able to do you know go a little you know go a little fast i mean this is how they used to travel back in the day this was their means of transportation before cars uh before steam-powered boats before trains it was horse got to experience it once in my life and i really really want to you know really really want to do that get up on once you know throw a saddle on one Go up and just ride it and just let it, you know, just let it happen. I, I think that would be the, the the most fun thing, you know, just open air. You and a you and a, a, a very dangerous animal at that. But um, I would love to just someday say that I rode a horse, and <laughs> just because I mean, just because my favorite movie stars, you know, have all done it to put out, you know, put out great movies. Why can't I ride a horse? So moving right along. This episode is going by pretty quickly. Uh, number 15, I'm very in, very much into the occult. I'm very much into uh, ghosts, aliens, as we talked about. You know, Myself and Johnny Townsend did cryptids not too long ago. I want to go ghost hunting properly at a old-style, like, a, a abandoned penitentiary. Uh, Eastern State Penitentiary is one that I've always had my eyes on. Uh, I know there's a, there's, I think there's one in, I think like Batavia, New York. Um, I forgot what it's called off the top of my head, but, um, but I love ghost hunting. Actually, there was a little, uh, me and my mom, a big connection for me and my mom used to be, uh, sitting down Wednesday nights and we'd sit and watch ghost hunters, which, you know, it's these ghost shows. They're usually full of shit, but for some reason it was this just cool connection that me and my mom had. And we made time for it, and and that's what we did for three years. We, you know, three years or so, we'd sit and watch Ghost Hunters every single Wednesday night on Sci Fi Channel. And uh, 
you know, I've just always been fascinated with ghosts. I could sit down and watch ghost videos all day long, whether they're real, whether they're fake. I'm just so intrigued by videos of ghosts, and I've always wanted experiences of that. I actually do have one ghost experience that I know of. Uh, it could have been some others. I did go ghost hunting in Rochester with some friends about 11 years ago. And it was a very small scale. It was a friend of a friend. We were at their apartment in Webster, New York, and uh, we're ghost hunting. And, and, and it, honest to God, this is the crazy. It moved the shower curtain, and it actually turned on the stove twice. Uh, we could smell it. That's how hot it had gotten. Uh, this thing had turned on the stove twice, and I was just, just in amazement at what I was seeing. What I was seeing it was, oh, it was the coolest thing. Scary. But really, really cool. And um, I would like to do that on a big time level. Just go see a ghost hunt. Go through a penitentiary. I mean, those things are just loaded with, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate body counts. But from a spirit level, there's a lot there. There's a lot, there's definitely a lot there. So uh, go, go ghost hunting in an old uh, penitentiary would probably be one of the things that I would, I would definitely enjoy. Definitely want to do it. I don't know who if I go you know who would come with me to do it but if i had to go solo i would i would totally do it give me a camera give me a flashlight let's go ghost hunting i'm i'm here for it number 14 all right this of course involves a lot of work and stuff but you know I, i'm i'm comfortable where i live i live in a nice neighborhood and, and all that stuff but i get you know i, I get really jealous and I'm just I guess I'm just a jealous person. Again, everybody worked for this stuff, but man, I'd love to have a beach house someday. Love to have one. I've stayed in one for a week down in Outer Banks, and it was uh, one of the best trips I've ever had. I think myself and Brian talked about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'd love to own a beach house, like a summer like a summer vacation home. That would be you know a bucket list thing to have you know just to do. Like hey, you know what? Let's go out of town this weekend. We're gonna go to the beach house and. You know, just wake up, watch the sunrise, and just have fun with it, you know? Uh, it'd be just cool. I love, like, I don't like busy beaches, but I like, I just like to be that close to it. Uh, that Outer Banks vacation, again, vac- you know, I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed it. Being with family and stuff, but if I just have one of my, you know, myself, my, my immediate family, and, and that's what we did, I would, I'd adore it. I really, truly would. Um Beach house, definitely a bucket list thing, even if it's maybe just to go back. But I would love to own one, love to claim it as my own. And, and uh, yeah, beach, beachside, whatever it may be. Number 13, I love reading. I'm a big reader. All right? I, just, my, I have so many books on my bookshelf the other day when I was recording uh, one of my other shows, the panel discussion, that my bookshelf collapsed. All right? I love books. I've been reading them all my life. Uh, since I was little and just, you know, I, it, it's, it's really cool. A lot, you know, a lot of people my age, they moved away from reading books and I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's, it's really, it, it's something that people should still do. I, I, I still learn a lot from reading books and, uh, I've always wanted to write a book. Always wanted to write a book and I don't know what it would be, whether it be, you know, a, a book for children, an informative book for, I don't know, podcasting, something like that, but uh, you know, compiling some history or something or other together, I would love to write a book. My English, you know, again, my, my English is not up to, quite up to snuff. My, my, my writing is not quite up to snuff, but 
I think it'd be really cool to just be like, yeah, hey, I wrote a book. You know, there's so many books out there that people put out, you know, over the years, over time, on virtual unknowns. But just to be able to claim that, hey, I have a book out there that people can read. That'd be a lot. That'd be a pretty cool badge of honor. Pretty cool badge of honor. Uh, whether people read it or not, uh, that would you know, it would stick if they didn't. But just to say that, hey, I wrote, I put together a book and it's published, and they're selling it at Barnes and Noble. I would be enamored. So uh, writing a book is something that I definitely want to do at some point in my life. And hopefully, you know, whether it's, like I said, whether it's informative, whether it's a fun book, you know, the kids, the children's books and stuff, that I, I have so many impressions of childhood, you know, reading books as a child. Chicka Chicka Boom Boom and The Very Hungry Caterpillar and, and you know, so much more. These are all books that meant a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to sit here and just create the next very hungry caterpillar, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool that maybe, you know, just to reach out to somebody and, hey, you know, I remember this book from my childhood and this is pretty neat. So uh, that's what I would like to do for somebody because, again, those books those books are, uh, you know, hold a special place in my heart. Still to this day as a 30-year-old adult. Number 12, someday I would love to go see a Super Bowl game. Uh, right now, at this current point in time, I will never be able to <laughs> to go see a Super Bowl. But I think it's again one of those things that you just have to do. It's 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 like going to Europe and seeing a soccer game. Super Bowls are the biggest game of the year. Tons of ads. It's a concert within itself. Huge production. It's the it's the biggest football game, you know, every single year. So me being a football lover, I have two. Yes, I have two football podcasts. Uh, you say I have three, but I have two football podcasts, and uh, football is a very important part of my life. It's helped build a lot of relationships, strengthen them, rebond them, and uh, football season is a very important one for me that I take a lot of pride in. Uh, it's a year-round love for me. That's how much I love pro football. So Super Bowl, that is, uh, that is the end game at some point. Got to go see one. Got to go see one. Number 11. Number 11. I've been sitting on this one for a while because I actually did buy the stuff to do it, but I want to learn how to play the guitar. I want to learn how to play the guitar. I have a guitar in the closet over here at my studio, and I bought it last year. I started learning some stuff and things, and then I just got too crazy busy. And, you know, I think everybody should learn music. No, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say I like that. That everybody should do something, but you know, to be able to learn an instrument, I think it'd be pretty cool. I'm a big art guy, so and music is art. How cool would it be if I could strum together something for, you know, for special purposes and just 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 say that I know and I learn how to play the guitar. I I would love to, and I like I said, that's probably the closest one I have to probably achieving any of these. Maybe it's like literally right there. But uh, learning to play the guitar would be is definitely up there. It's definitely up there. So that is my number eleven. My number ten. Again, I love abandonment. I love uh, exploration. I love the outdoors. I love fo- photographic areas and stuff and things. And but abandonment is a really cool thing. It's really always neat to picture what was and what is. And what I mean by that is going to an abandoned place and picturing all the, you know, the day-to-day, all the people 
that were you know in a place at one point uh, doing normal day-to-day stuff, and one day is just taken away from them. Uh, and I'm also a big Disney World nut. So the one place that I'd like to explore, and I, it's definitely not possible. Um, it's definitely a... Uh, it's definitely one of those difficult things. There's actually two closed-down parks that still reside in Disney World property. All right, One of them, I think, is being rebuilt. They're taking it down. It is uh, River Country. It's an old water park that closed in 1999. They actually used uh, water from the lake and uh, you know abandoned it. And it's really crazy. You go and watch YouTube videos all the time, and there's... You know, there's there's the abandoned slides and abandoned pools. They're just covered in stinky, green, mosquito-infested water. But it's just really cool to see that, I mean, hundreds and thousands of people used to come to these parks in a day, and now all of a sudden it's sitting there abandoned. Uh, people have gone to that at night. They snuck over fences. The lights still turned on. They've gone through the old, uh, you know, some of the old buildings and, and found some stuff and things. Uh, they try to protect it as best as possible. They don't want anybody kind of going in there. Well, obviously, it's Disney. Everything's top secret. But River Country is one. And then Discovery Island is the other one. And that's where that was like pre-Animal Kingdom. You actually have to take a ferry, to, I think, to go over there. It's not connected by bridge or anything. Uh, that one, I think, is still up. And they had a lot of weird. This is where they kept all the animals. All the cages are still up. Um, you know, it's just crazy to think that. You know, I've seen a lot of weird stuff there, too. Would love to be able to do that, of course, legally, um, no doubt about it. But it, it, it would, that would never happen. I know people who've had a, they've had to swim. Uh, I don't know them personally, but seeing on YouTube, they've had to swim over to Discovery Island to explore it. And you know, I'm a big Disney nut, and I think it would be the coolest thing to go and see what Disney used to be like. You know, old pamphlets, old you know, just all that old stuff. Because I've been there many times over my life. Very, very fortunate for that. I've been there. You know. Almost every other year from 1997 to 2015. It's been a long time since I've been, but that is something I would like to do someday. Number nine. Number nine. Cross-country road trip. Cross-country road trip. Take uh, an exorbitant amount of time off and go and see all the big, you know, go to each state, go to each county, whatever it may be, and just see all the big things you know across america um i had a teacher in 11th grade his name was mr morasco unfortunately he passed away but he grew up in the 60s and 70s all right so uh things were a little bit better economically back then but him and a friend got in a van and they drove around the country for six months drove around the country for six months went and seen all these different national uh monuments Drove from New York to California, back down south through Texas, and came all the way back up. Six months. I'd love to be able to do that. But unfortunately, with the way uh, um, it's just it's a very difficult thing to be able to take six months of life away and, and go travel. But that is a dream thing of mine. Will I ever get to do it? I hope so. I hope so. I hope I'm in a better finan- place financially sometime, uh, you know, hopefully to do it with a family and uh, but just to go see America the way it's it's meant to be on the open road, go see the parks, go see Mount Rushmore, go see, uh, go see Las Vegas, go see the you know the giant redwoods in, in in California and whatnot. You know it's 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 I love to travel, and I think a lot of people I think a lot of people do, but you know I just unfortunately 
financially, it's just it's never the right time. You just got to kind of do it. It's one of those things you can never plan for it. You can just kind of you just kind of have to do it. But to take a raw, uh, cross-country road trip is a uh, definite, definite dream of mine, and that I hope to uh, someday. I hope to achieve someday. I hope to to get get to do that. See the country for what it is. I, I I've traveled a lot. I've you know I've driven down from New York to Florida to go to Disney World. I've been to Ohio, Indianapolis, uh, flew to Iowa for a wrestling tournament. But um, there's a lot of America that I haven't seen yet, and I just love to go try go to each of them and try you know just live and enjoy their different cultures, different food, and and, and really take in and what makes this country so great is the diversity and. Uh, you know how there's just little pockets of of culture everywhere in America. That's definitely what I want to appreciate. Uh, number eight. <laughs> this one is uh, you guys. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this person on this show. Uh, for those who don't know, I am a big, big, big time uh, football. Well, I already said I was a big time football fan, but my favorite football player of all time is Mr. Philip Rivers. He was a quarterback for the Los Angeles slash San Diego Chargers. He got to play for my Indianapolis Colts in 2020, which is really, really cool. Dude's like, he's awesome. He's a father of nine, uh, pretty good at football. He doesn't swear, all right, uh, and he's one of the best trash talkers of all time. He just feels like a fun personality that I would love to spend time with, love to hang out. I'd love to meet him, get some autographs, take a picture. I'd love to... Um, even just chat with him for a podcast. As I said, I think he's the number one personality that I would ever want to interview. Uh, Philip Rivers, he's that dude to me. And, you know, again, if you have any Canucks, you can hook a brother up. I would appreciate you forever. I would appreciate you forever. So, um, so yeah. So, please make that happen. Somebody. Interview or meet Philip Rivers. That is my number eight. Number seven. Make money through my podcasting. Spend a lot of time here. I do. It's a uh, it's an exhausting hobby. There's no doubt about it. I, I make it a lot bigger than it it probably needs to be on most occasions. But it's I have this obsessive personality where if I'm doing something, I want to be good at it and I want to profit up. I want it to change my way of life in a way. So I do. Spend a lot of time here uh, doing shows. I probably record. Uh, anywhere from 9 to 11 podcast episodes a week. Maybe. Six for two point. All right, six episodes a week for two point. Colts fans in Bill's land. Eat, sleep, list. Retro pop every other week. Hardly kayfabe. You got the panel discussion. Yeah, it can be anywhere between, you know, it's a lot. Like between 9 and 11 podcast episodes a week. But that's how much I love it. It's therapeutic for me. It makes me feel good. Uh, puts me in a happy place because other aspects of my life aren't so happy. But I'd love to be able to profit off of it. And I, I am a little bit. You know, I have this wonderful studio space here, and people uh, pay to use it. But, you know, I feel like there's more. Like, I feel like, an, I, you know, there's there's more out there for me. Sponsorships and, and all that jazz. And, you know, the, hard, the harder I work, obviously those things can come to me. But, you know, I just wish I was a little more sure that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, uh, and yeah, so being compensated a podcast, like I said, through sponsorships, through, you know, landing a big time signing or something like a, like a Joe Rogan Spotify, not that I'm Joe Rogan level at all, but, um, to kind of be there, I think that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. And, uh, definitely we'll put the last three years and make it all worth it. 
definitely make it all worth it. Um, number six, see the Swiss Alps. They're beautiful. Again, I love nature. Mountains are, the Swiss Alps are just this beautiful thing that I've seen at daytime, nighttime through videos on YouTube or Facebook. I mean, I guess that's the cool thing about the internet nowadays is that you can see things you probably not, you may never see in real life. But man, there's some beautiful little cities, beautiful little towns that sit all around the base of the Swiss Alps. And I want to go see it. I don't want to hike it. I just want to be able to see it. And I uh, really appreciate the maje- the the ma- the majestic, the majesty of the Swiss Alps. You know, that's uh, that's what I I, I just want to. I mean, I want to get it, go travel out of country or continent first. That's a that's a big step. But go see the Swiss Alps. That's something I definitely want to hang my hat on someday. Number five, big goal. I want to own a podcast building. A studio building. I don't want to just do a you know the studio that I have now, which I listen. I'm, I love it. I'm grateful for it. I'm in a classroom in an old Catholic school, Catholic elementary school, but I want a whole building where I can have time, have room, properly wire and set up podcast spaces for everybody to come and use. You know, um, that's my dream. That's my goal. I, I love giving people a home to express themselves. You know, I, my friends Chris and Anthony, who started this network six years ago, uh, did that for me. But now I can actually bring it to it, you know, give them an actual space to do it where they don't, you know, minimal worry and and, and so much more. I, I That's my dream right there. I would definitely, definitely, definitely love to have a podcast studio building. Every room dedicated towards a certain theme. Ugh. I'd love it. I really, truly would. That's my number five life goal is to, you know, that would definitely seal the deal as making all this worth it if I can get up to that level. Number four, I want to travel to Italy. Well, I've traveled to Italy. I am Italian mostly, and uh, Italy's just been beautified to me. It's been, been romanticized for me since I was a very young, young, young boy. And you know Italy is supposedly this this beautiful place, and it is. I mean, architecturally, it's it's uh, it doesn't get much better than than Italy. It doesn't. Uh, and the river water is like crystal clear blue. They take care of everything. It's uh, the food is apparently amazing. We get these American knockoff versions of Italian foods here, and uh, nothing apparently beats the the very Italian. And yeah, it's just it, Italian culture is always intri- intrigued me. Where you know it's just the family aspect, hardworking. I just to go to Italy and see it would be amazing. My wife went went there for two weeks with her sister, and uh, I've never been more jealous. Uh, I I'm just I'm just a jealous person, I guess. Um, there's got to be something that people are jealous of me for. Maybe I don't know. Probably not. But my wife did get to go see it, and I got to see all her pictures. I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable. I would never be able to get two weeks off to go see something like that. And, uh, yeah, it's that's something I definitely want to do. Definitely, definitely, definitely want to go see uh, go see the country of Italy. Very jealous of those who have. Number three, big history buff. Huge history buff. Uh, I love I have most of the books on my bookcase that, uh, that fell were history-related. 
And if you listen to my very first episode, yeah, and I think one the the first one I did with Brian in season one, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte is Bonaparte Bonaparte uh, is one of my is, is not one of he is my favorite historical figure ever. I don't know what has um, I don't know how much you know it. His rise to power is really cool, in my opinion. I've read so, so, so many books about the rise of Napoleon um, and how he essentially at that time was a world war against him. He created this massive empire that, uh, you know, was was bad in some cases. Um, so it was bad. I mean, definitely there was, there was definitely some bad moments. But uh, I would want to go see the Tomb of Napoleon. Which is uh, laid in Les Invidales. Uh I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably not how you pronounce it, but that's it's in France. I've talked about it many times. He is laid to rest there. He's interred, and in a, in a wonderful tomb. You know the the man who pretty much brought the end to the French Revolution. He brought uh, stability when there was chaos. You know after uh, there's a lot of bad a lot of bad stuff at the end of seventeenth or at the end of eighteenth century France. And Napoleon brought stability and, and brought like a lot of national pride to French the the French people. So I would like to just go see where his you know see where his body is. Not like I'm not some like <laughs> some like zealot nutcase over him, but I do like he is my favorite historical figure ever. And to be able to see where he's buried at would be crazy, crazy cool. Number two. Number two, uh, I want to go see every NFL stadium. Want to go see every single NFL stadium. Uh, go see home game in each and every one of them. Again, back to the football thing. Big football nut. I've been to three NFL stadiums in my life, uh, but again, I think it's like a lot like the cross country road trip. I want to see the culture um, at every stadium. You know, what's the tailgate look like? What are they? What kind of food are they making? What are their traditions and what are their practices inside the stadium? What are they selling? You know, I just want to be able to go and enjoy that. And, uh, yeah, so I got three down, permitting, uh, you know, and I want to go see every other team play a home game too. So there's 28 stadiums, I think, in the NFL, 20, yeah, I think 28 or 29, a couple of them share stadiums. And uh, But I want to go see a home game for each and every one of them, see what the different, uh, you know, just those different uh, traditions are. And I love, again, I love football. I would not hesitate to uh to go and enjoy a game. And number one, number one is just to uh, to be a dad. I want to be a dad so much. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get a little frustrated because, you know, I think I'm close to being one. And, you know, I've jumped a lot of hurdles and things just don't quite work out. But, uh, but man, I want to be a dad so bad. Like I feel like if I do not get the opportunity to, uh, to be a dad, I think it would be a waste of a life. I I've loved working with kids. I've worked with you know I have so many friends with kids and I have relationships with them and you know I get called Uncle Matt. It's one of the coolest things. And but I just want to be a dad so bad. I want to I want to have a kid of my own and and raise them and you know hopefully be a better person than I ever will be. That's a definite bucket list for me. You know, the, the son, a daughter, all the sons and all the daughters. I don't care. I just, I want 
kids. Like I, I, I'm listening right now to the Next of Kin podcast. All right, and uh, for those who don't know, Rich Mariano has been on the show once, or uh, once or twice. He's been on the show twice. Him and his son have a podcast together called Next of Kin, where they talk pop culture. And right now, in the podcast that we built next to me, they are in there recording their podcast, sharing memories, uh, making memories. And, you know, something that that will never go away. The audio from what they recorded, they will never go away. And I want to have a bond like that someday with my with my son or daughter. I do. So be a dad, bucket list item. Uh, I really hope it happens sooner than later. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening to my top 20 bucket list uh, bucket list goals. I appreciate you as always. Hopefully we'll have a guest back on next week. I'm sure we will. I'll just pull Andrew up from wherever the heck he's he's hiding at. He's not really hiding. I just I just wanted to do a solo episode. But Andrew's always handy for those fill-ins. So, um, but thank you so much. And uh, in closing, as always, do you even list?